Um, so one of those things that's going on in the world um, this past week, uh, Rashard Brooks, uh, another black man that's um, that was killed that was killed by um, the police uh, at this time in a Wendy's parking lot uh, down in Atlanta, my former home. Um, that's right. You moved to Atlanta from the islands, right? Yep. And I, I lived there for about three years, and I still have a lot of family there. So you know, I know the area pretty well. So uh, Richard Brooks went out, or I think he was at a party, had a little bit too much to drink. Uh, he decided, or I, I guess he decided to go into Wendy's and get something to eat, and he fell asleep uh, in a drive in a drive-through. So he pulls over into the parking lot, uh, you know, reclines a seat, takes a nap. Uh, next thing you know, police officers knocking on the door, and you know, they, they're, you know, investigating him, trying to figure out why he's sleeping there, you know, and a lot of people would say, like, he did the responsible thing. Instead of driving drunk, uh, he pulled over, rested himself, got himself together. Uh, whenever he woke up, he'd probably be sobered up and, you know, the alcohol is out of the system. He could drive home. So he wakes up to the cops uh, knocking on his door and... Uh, just to give some context, he had actually he was actually in the prison system, um, and you know had just recently gotten off of probation. And his interaction with the, the the sad part is his interaction with the police actually got put out. And you know he's very calm, and he, you know he admitted that he had been drinking, and you know he asked if the officers could just you know let him he if he he would have parked his left his car there and then walked home it wasn't too far and at some point things escalated and he started um resisting i mean obviously because with what's going on in society um for the past uh 10 years at least on video and for the past you know 400 years you know this man figured like this would either end in him being imprisoned or it would end in his demise so he decided to fight back he got a hand on um one of their tasers and you know they basically at some point got him you know used the taser on him subdued him and when he was already restrained they shot him killed him and i, I just feel like you know situations like that you know the same thing like George Floyd, the reason you get called is because, you know, somebody needs assistance. It's nonviolent, um, you know, before you get there, you're supposed to deescalate things and you're escalating things. Um, George Floyd, supposedly he had paid with a uh, um, counterfeit 20 or is alleged to have paid with a counterfeit 20. And my thing is like, you know, if I was a cop, and I'm there, you know, my, my duty is to be, uh, you know, instrument of the community, you know, take out $20 out my wallet. All right. That's all. That's it. $20. That's all. That's all he, he owed. All right. Here. And then, you know, talk to, to Floyd and say, hey, listen, like you shouldn't be doing this. Like if you can't afford something like that, you know, 
just don't bother coming in because then they call us and, you know, it could turn into a whole thing. But here, I bought your groceries, just pay it forward. And then a situation like Rayshard Brooks, you know, why, you know, the cops have a car. If he says his, if he says his sister lives, you know, two blocks away, give him a ride. Escort him to the door. Make sure that's where he said he was going and give him a ride. Instead of that, or or you could have called a cop. You could have called a um Uber, called a Lyft. Instead of that, he's dead. Yeah, the bars have the whole thing where it's like, hey, call a cab for me. Like, there's a whole thing where you, they call a cab for you, and you write down if you're getting fucked up, you write your number, your address down, and they send it to you. I guess it depends on whatever. But uh, I'll let uh, you guys talk again. But I'm glad you brought up the whole thing about his the past because I actually watched this morning. I watched um. The uh, probationary, uh, he, he got arrested for the, the credit card thing, and it was him basically talking on camera, uh, pretty much flat out saying the whole probation, parole, uh, quicksand. So once you, like, something happens, and then that's it. Like you're fucked now. That's there. Like him running away. Like obviously is showing he has more faith in himself than the authority. You know. Yeah. He took his risk of, you know, because uh, we can, uh, we, you guys can watch the video, but. Uh, yeah, have I, I still it? have to watch that video of him, um, the same video you're talking about. And it was like eloquent. It was like, it's like, come on, this guy, like he knew the situation and everything. And it's, and it happened to him like four months later and he knew it was going to happen. It was, it was like really dark. And uh, it's just, I've been in like uh, in my 20s. I was a wild man. I was a wild West man. Mm-hmm. And goddamn, I trust me. If if I was somebody else, uh, things some bad things would have happened. But that's why that's one of the things that uh, motivate me to uh, push for reform and everything. Because they could have just like t- you know things happen. But I'm still here. I'm yeah. still here. You know. <laughs> so trust me, I can talk about. I talk about some of my stories, but I have a lot of stories. So. I'll let you guys talk about this. Okay. Yeah, Joel. Oh. I like you said, we you know how many times we both me and you've been out drinking, bar hopping, we've been drunk, stumbling in the streets. Uh-huh. There could have been there was times I really wish I could have just like, yo, we really need to chill right now. Let's sit down and mm-hmm. chill like for real. But me knowing that again, we in Manhattan, I already know like some like let's just say it would have been like chase or something because first of all we would have sat down anywhere it didn't matter and when you're drunk you just gotta chill so let's yeah. just say we sit in front of chase and they see two black kids sitting in front of chase drunk or looking incoherent or whatever cops is gonna get called automatically yeah you know what I mean? and it's interesting and, and it could be it could mm-hmm. be a whole like opens up a whole list of things that could happen right then and there but all we doing is we being responsible. We like, we don't want to keep walking. We just want to relax right now. Yeah, and it's interesting you um brought that up because, uh, initially, um, I was like concerned, like when it first started, when you know the news was coming out about George Floyd, like my parents they seemed kind of like you know ambivalent to the thing so I like confronted them and I was like you know like what if it was me and my mom like turned to me and was just like all right 
listen, Mr. Going out to Manhattan with Joel and whoever and getting drunk and, mm-hmm. and coming home whenever you feel like it. How do you think I feel like, why do you think dumb nights that you go out, I can't sleep? So, yeah, I did, you know, it was like, and it, it kind of like right. shot me up. My mom, my mom, my youngest, like, she just came home from DR like two days ago. Automatically is like, question, am I all right every single day? Like, even in haze, like, yeah. I come home to that every single day. So that always, always, when I go, I always got to make sure I'm good. That's why I don't act up as much as I do. Like, trust me, I could get crazy. Like, it don't even make sense how crazy I could get. But yeah. I don't, because I know that's just going to kill my mom if something happens. And even she knows for a fact I don't get into anything. Like, every time I had to fight or do anything, it's because somebody came at me. So yeah. it was like, and so- I don't start problems, but it's just like, there's nothing you could do and there's so many stories and uh, when you, you you talk about you know knowing our character and how we are and how cool and relaxed we are there's so many stories about these people that get killed and you hear them um you hear about them and it's like you know that cool black dude at your job and then the next day they're dead and it's like you seeing them like just living their life you see the videos of them with their kids or at work or with yeah. their friends and you know that could just get snatched up because some cop or you know they feel like you're worth your life is not worth anything to them but obviously your life is worth something to somebody uh but uh with Rayshard Brooks they actually arrested Two of the officers involved, and one of the officers, this is the shocking part, the last officer actually turned state witness, so he's actually telling on the other cops. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, what about that? Did anything happen with the uh, the one guy who was, like, uh, on the job for, like, five months in uh, Floyd's case? Because he, like, he he looked like he was about to flip. Uh, he, he, he ended up hosting bail, so he's out of jail. Okay. So I know everyone was trying to, like, Portray him as like all oh, the saint and everything, but like, okay, nah, he's a witness. He's an accessory to murder, regardless. Exactly. Yeah, I know oh, that. Yeah, you can do. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like, everyone on social media was trying to like. But he's out. Uh, he he posted bail. And okay. the same. And, it's, and well, the same. And the same thing with the um. Uh, not to cut you off, mate. Make, no, they should make him do community service like mm-hmm. every two two days at least two days a week for the rest of his life and like uh uh in a in. Particular neighborhoods. Right, you know? Take off, take away his badge first, and have him work. Uh, that's that's the point. Yeah, have yeah. him, have him work like Dunkin' Donuts, so he could get harassed by customers wanting their coffee on <laughs> a certain way and all of that. <laughs> that's what they yeah. need to do. As we know, that might be punished. That, that might be a good enough punishment, right, Mike? <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh, uh, what you're saying? I uh, I sell caffeinated beverages to uh, people. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but or, or, you could, or you could sell clothes. No, but when you talk, well, even I, that last officer that's um turned state witness, like you can't even give him too much credit because like somebody still died. No, he signed up. He signed up for it. He, he signed up for the whole. What is he turning state they, witness you know, against? Right? Everything was on camera. Like no, he signed up. He, he joined up a force that has a history of behavior. I mean, you well, know? He, he, you know, it's one thing to be on camera, but it's also another thing to have a witness and like, yeah, like they, they shot him and they kicked him while he was dead. And, you know, uh, yeah. So basically, uh, 
Because probably with that extra part, like you don't even go to jail. Yeah, it's. But the whole thing is the whole the whole idea from a wider uh, vision is that it's sometimes it's okay for if if a situ- situation escalates to that point where it's okay for someone to shoot someone running, you know. So then you sign up for that. So you're, you know, you're you're you can't just say, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know, whatever, you know, because you know what the protocol is, because that's the protocol. Does that make sense? Oh, you're saying like the protocol isn't to shoot them, or it is? Oh, it is. Like, I mean, like, in evidence, maybe the protocol is different, but like the evidence shows in the, in decades of police history, that's what happens. And yeah, what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the guy who, uh, who, who, um, the Floyd one who he bailed out, what Joel told me, he bailed out and I said on social media, everyone was like doing like these like hashtags for him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's a he's a victim too. Like they were saying he's a victim, but he signed up for it and like no, he knows the dead, the dead person is a victim. Obviously. Exactly. No, that I'm saying. Like, <laughs> that's like the whole like they're trying to flip it and stuff. I don't know. I don't get too. Yeah, it's because he looks sad. It's because he looks sad in his little mug. Yeah, he's like he yeah, he, he must have talked to like a, a uh, yeah. He was frowning. He must have talked to a coach. Like, okay, so so things are bad. Hey, so how do I look like I feel any guilt that I don't have naturally? So <laughs> you got a coach. I, I mean, listen, listen, listen. I bet you, I, I bet you, I bet you. When I was in middle school, and my mom, you know, the teacher called my mom and told her I was behaving bad in school, and she told me she she told me she was gonna take my PlayStation away for a week. If you took a picture of me right after <laughs> that, you'd probably feel sorry for me too. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but yeah. it doesn't absolve the fact that I was wilding out in school. Maybe yeah. now so, I learned my lesson. All right. So maybe I, have I wouldn't about- have done, um, or maybe I would have behaved in school from to begin with. I have a story about that too. So, like, I was in a situation, I was in the principal's office. I was like, how did I, like, I got called down. Can Michael, please, Michael Money, please come down to the office? Uh, <laughs> so I walked out. Everyone's looking at me like, ooh, that whole thing. And I go down there, and there's like a whole room of like all my buddies. And um, I saw like the principal, the assistant principal, and then I saw the, she's my best, she's like one of my good like friends now. Mm-hmm. And we met like when we were like in this age in grammar school. And I looked around and I was like, Michael, start crying. Cry in three, two, one. So I started crying. I got away with it. So, you know, that's, that's just a funny bit. Let's keep yeah. it, let, you know, cause you gotta be joking around sometimes. You can't be all serious, you know, guys. Yeah. And I know shit yeah. is crazy right now, but yeah, so you can joke around. Yeah. And, and the unfortunate <laughs> thing I found out last night, um, the DA who's actually also the, the DA in Atlanta that's prosecuting the case, like he's, he's black and he's been getting, um, death threats. And, um, but he still says it, it doesn't, you know, he's getting threats that people want to burn down his house and this and the third, but he says it doesn't distract me from doing my job. I, I have, these men have to get prosecuted. And the interesting thing is, um, over 50 police officers in Atlanta called out sick yesterday, uh, in protest of, um, these cops getting arrested. What does that do? They still get paid. No, but it's an interesting oh, thing because paid. cops cops are trying to prove their worth to society right now. They, they're implying that, hey, guess what? We're not there now. Let's see what happens. You know? Yeah, exactly. Probably, but, probably less because like less aggression. But but let me let me say this uh, to you guys. 
if Superman didn't feel appreciated, does Superman does Superman just say like, all right, Lex Luthor is gonna like destroy Metropolis, so I'm gonna just chill till you guys realize um that yeah. you know I'm important. Superman three, <laughs> like Super, Superman three. Remember he started drinking and he oh, got the beard. So he 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 started drinks. He starts drinking and he has like a out of nowhere he has like a, a five o'clock shadow and he's like let let them take the city. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the whole. I can't remember the whole. Plot no, I don't like the, I don't. I don't like the Superman movies, but I saw that one plot because it's funny. Because, but basically, that's the point. Yeah, it's like if you disappear, like whatever. You know, things are gonna get bad. Like, yeah, but my my point is is that you're trying to say that you're so important to society, but by calling out and and walking out on your job, aren't you basically saying like your job isn't really that important? Yeah, you're worthless. You're not like really not you're worthless, but someone else can take your job right away. So let's treat them like uh, maybe a job that we. And an interesting thing had. about an uh, interesting thing about them um not uh them calling out or them going on strikes. Yesterday was probably um one of like the lowest reported crime days in like Atlanta history. Oh, is it? The case yeah. is it the whole thing with so the. It was, it was pretty. It was peaceful. It was peaceful without the police. Yeah, well, most of the things like the, the the darkest thing I would ever say, like, like, oh, you, you put yourself in that, you put yourself in that uh, position for that to happen. But so many other people have been in that position, and then they're alive and they're home, you know, which is crazy. Like, that's the whole point. Is like there's a difference. Yeah, it actually had a, um, it actually had like a white um, a white lady uh, screenwriter for Grey's Anatomy. And she basically lists the amount of times like she's done like bad stuff and um, interacted with the police and gotten away, gotten off of it. Mm. I've seen you know, a whole Reddit blog of people of like of stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, people list their whole list of things that they've done that I'm like, wow, you got away with that. And it yeah. and it and it isn't really like to say like, okay, I I got away with it. It's like, yeah, see how different policing is for me. Because they don't view me as a threat, but inherently, you look at me, it's like, I'm a threat. Like, Mike, do you think I'm threatening to anybody? <laughs> well, when I first met, no, I'm joking. <laughs> of course not. No, but like, uh, I had to explain, like, this, everything that happened in the beginning of, like, what was it, late May, early June, like, people were, like, complaining and stuff, and the whole, like, I know a lot of people uh, that are not in my circle anymore, but a lot of people are, like, uh, the old lives matter type thing. I'm like, okay, so like, that's us, right? And I was like, we're not going above or beyond. It's that. How is that not? How is that? How is that not fucking normal? How do you not realize that? You know? Yeah, and it's just you want equality. Oh, and then I heard, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I explain it, but whatever. But again, uh, I, I take it back. To, uh, I don't take it back. But uh, let me just say that I'm from New York City. It's a very different experience from places in like weird parts of America that I have no whatever of upstate New you know. York. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like weird. Like, uh, yeah, I'm white. And, but there's so many other different, you know, like types of white, you know, I don't want to sound like a weirdo, but like, yes, we, I'm not the same as a lot of people, whatever, but mm-hmm. as a whole, as a, in a generalization, yes, I am. But I think I have the benefit of growing up in New York city. So there you go. Yeah, so, and the whole it's thing like, is to educate people. And it's like not to say like you know 
every black person on earth is like an angel and doesn't do anything bad, but or the same. Like you can't say everyone; they're all. You can't say, "Oh, you're all the same." It's the yeah. same as saying that all white people are the same. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I say I say it all the time. Everyone. Dominican, you know, you're Dominican, right? Uh, Joel. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, even women, everybody's full of shit. Like, that's how I say that all the time. Yeah, everybody's yeah. an asshole. That's indiscriminatory. Yeah. And at the same time, they are really kind people of any race. But, you know, you got to let people uh, reveal themselves. But, nope. you know, the thing the thing that's going on with, you know, black men and, and also our black women, you know, people already uh, view us as a, a threat before we even, like, do anything like i remember uh a friend of mine in college he um i met his sister because his sister went to another school i didn't really like even talk to his sister or anything and like the next day i was like oh like it was nice meeting your sister like she was cool or whatever and like he was like oh she thought you were scary and i'm like what the fuck like <laughs> what? I, what do i do hello <laughs> so, you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying is uh you know you know how we're like, we're going to get into it now with MLB, but, uh, you know, Comic-Cons and all these other things, people invest in millions and millions of dollars for these Comic-Cons. Let's mm-hmm. have a Americon or something like that, and we all just meet up, hang out, and we won't hate each other anymore. Because, like, you meet hey, people, barbecue. <laughs> cook out, yeah, cook out, <laughs> just hang out. Like, come on. But when we you know? do that, but when we do that, you just, um, if, if America was to try to get together, the first thing you'd have to do is you have to admit um, these things. Like you have to confront racism. You don't just not talk about it. And that's what, you know, a lot of people, you know, oh, um, racism doesn't exist anymore. And, um, you know, this, you know, that type of thing. Cause I, I tweeted the other day uh, because a lot of people would use this as a, as a, as a, as some kind of, um, defense or some kind of display of America not being racist anymore. We had a black president for eight years. And just to quote myself, um, when the George Zimmerman verdict came out, a friend of mine from college, I mean, she's, she's grown a lot since then. Cause this was like, you know, seven, eight years ago. I was 2012, I think, right? Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Martin, when the verdict came yeah. out... Yeah, it was 2012, 2011, yeah. You know, I tweeted out, I was like, what the fuck? Like, being a black man, a black man's life is not worth anything in this country. And her response was, how can you say that? We have a black president. And I'm like, the answer is right there what you said. Like, this black boy just got killed during by a not an black officer. man's... But not an officer, by, just a not by an officer, just a dude, random dude, a dude that wants to be an officer. He was a neighborhood watch. That's what he was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. All he was supposed Pervert. to have was a whistle on a flashlight, and he killed this kid. During... So they're they were implying that like, oh no, you, you don't have to follow just people with like badges and stuff. You have to follow all people that are, I guess, like white or whatever. You have to obey them. Yeah, right. Any exactly. any authority figure. Authority figure, but the, he wasn't. He was just some dude walking around with a fucking hat. You know, that's what. That's yeah, he, the fact that he had that, he felt entitled just because he was neighborhood watch. That he felt yeah. like a cop. Napoleon. He complex. was. He was the one that was supposed to call the cops. He. 
Like, yeah. oh, but he he did afterwards, obviously. But I think he did it. I feel like, again, it was a while ago, but I think he called the cops before he was following him and he was on the phone with the cops describing Trayvon. And, still and the, cops saw, and the cops told him he like, not to follow him. Yeah. Like, they were going to yeah. send and he still a unit it. or whatever. And experts were experts were saying that he sounded like he was doing it on purpose just to have a alibi, like where he's like, "I'm nervous. Oh my god, this guy here." You know, he was doing it just, to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. oh my god, and this guy's here. Oh my god, he has skittles. Like it was <laughs> bullshit. I'm making jokes about it, but like, fucking it's insane. But uh, yeah, um, and and just before and and just so we could like wrap this up, Joel, did you see that video with the um the guy oh in Brooklyn, <laughs> the guy in Bedsty? Uh, telling that coffee shop to take down the Black Lives Matter sign. Nah, missed that one. What I've seen a- like I've seen a few crazy videos. There was one in Harlem. Like, yeah, it was just yesterday. Was so, yeah. we're, we'll so, play it now while we're talking on the video, but we'll talk about it now. Yeah, so he's um, it's in Bed Stuy, you know, big, the home of Biggie Smalls. Like, and Bed Stuy, yeah. like when I first moved in, like I don't go to Brooklyn, period, for anything. Yeah, and we'll it, it, goddamn far. We'll go to the Barclays, but it, but it wasn't a chain. A concert, it was, a, it was and we'll a store. It wasn't a chain. It was only a store. You know, yeah. it wasn't like a freaking chain. Yeah, so I don't I don't know Brooklyn like that, but I didn't know like when I first moved here, like Bed Stuy, like those type of places are not like, you know, like friendly areas. So apparently Bed-Stuy now, bro, Bed Stuy, all the hoods now is not the hood. Exactly. So it's all gentrified. Nah. So here comes this guy. Mind you, this man is like European or some kind of foreigner, right? Uh, I take the burn of it. I, I, I look like the racist guy. I think he's like South African, uh, South American. Yeah, something like that. But he's white, you know. to the eye, he's white. Yeah. And he um, he didn't want to. I guess you know, obviously, due to the corona. Places are telling you we're not going to serve you unless you have a mask on. So he refused to wear the mask. And I guess he was upset because, you know, they wouldn't give him service. And there was a Black Lives Matter post on the wall. So then he starts making a deal and starts telling them to take it down, take it down, take it down. And starts, you know, chanting, this is a pro, this is my protest. All lives matter, all lives matter, all lives matter. A guy that ain't even <laughs> from America, but like my point is, America is so racist yeah. that you could come from a different country and just because you're white, you know, black lives don't matter, or you know, you know, I'm white and I say so. That is basically like the argument for anything, and they feel like they should win. I'm about was... to watch it right now. I pulled it up. You watch it? Yet? Oh, so basically, it was pretty much the. The personification of that meme with the guy with with his like hands on his hip, yeah. nothing where it's like him watching the football game, the soccer game, <laughs> and he's like, it's pretty much a personification of that. I know exactly what happened. He, um, you know, the, the person that worked there was like, hey, um, do you have a mask? You, know, you need a mask to come in here. And he was like, what? Why do I? Why do I need a mask? Why do I need a mask? Yeah. And then like he was like pointing at the random things. Like he would have pointed out a freaking uh, no shirt, no service. He'd be like, eh, this is bullshit. He would have took his shirt off and be like, ah. It would have went crazy, but uh, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, I just thought it was crazy. Uh, this guy, he's like a, a foreigner, and he's just like he, he's so comfortable. He's so comfortable yeah. in America's racism. Oh, can I um? <clears throat> they quote my uh, 
my uncle. Well, I was trying to figure out what the hell that was. <laughs> I'm gonna quote my. I'm gonna quote my uncle. <clears throat> the complexion for the protection. Paul Mooney. That's not yeah. his real name, but <laughs> he changed his name. Yeah, because I, I, I was about to say that. I ain't your uncle. That's Paul Mooney. <laughs> Paul Mooney. But it's funny that, like, like I said, he he's so comfortable. Like you could come, you could be a a, a tourist here. Yeah. Like, like think of um, like when you go, when you go to um, like if you go to like Jamaica or something, right? Like yeah. you know, you start walking around wearing like sandals and swim trunks and um, Hawaiian shirts and stuff like that to be embracing the culture. And it's yeah, like you, when, like, you embed yourself into the society. Yeah. And America, and, uh, America is so racist that it's like people come here. And it's like oh, like. I'm gonna hate black. I'm gonna hate black people just like they do here. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So, Joel, now that you watched the video, you got any last thoughts on that before we move on? Ah, like, he was just a little too comfortable. Like honestly, this was the '90s. He would have got knocked out right away. That was like, my I response. How, <laughs> I don't know how me like just watching it. I, I felt like just punching the screen. So, um, just a little too comfortable. Like, nah. Shug, what, what did I tell you yesterday, or was it, yeah, last night I told you about it? So basically, yeah, so I have that respect for people's areas and stuff. If I, I used to work in the village, which is like the center of gay pride and everything. Mm-hmm. If I forgot my mask and I saw a gay, fly, a gay pride flag and me just like rant, ranting at them to take it down, like, you don't think that's weird? Yeah, it's just... An, Would it's... I get away with it? Maybe. No, nah, like That's if somebody saying, caught like, you on camera, you'd be asshole of the day. Exactly. I always say, I always say on Twitter, there's always a hero or a villain for each day, and like that dude was probably the villain for yesterday. So if you would have did something like that, you'd be the villain. If I wanted to like a neighborhood, and it's, it's respect. It's, 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 it's a respect, a cultivated uh, area. Like it's respect for. That was disrespectful. That was it. That's it's astounding how much that one guy, like, one that, asshole. It's a sound of how much that like offends people. It's like you you mean to say, you really mean to say black lives don't matter. Like who who cares? Yeah, you would have got knocked out in the nineties. Like you know, like Boy, you wouldn't no. catch you wouldn't catch me at like a gay pride parade. But at the same time, I'm not gonna like be mad that they have a parade. Like it's it's their thing. Like let them have it. Like it doesn't bother me none. It shouldn't bother you none. Like. I I went to one pride parade. Let them I be worked, proud. <laughs> I worked I worked on uh, Christopher Street as a doorman when I was like nineteen. Uh, I think I just turned twenty, maybe. And it was, hey Michael, can you work for me on uh, Saturday? I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. More money. <laughs> and I show up there. There's like floats and everything. There's this one guy like this, like pointing a uh, dildo like gun at me, like phew, like confetti came out, and I was like, this is an eye opening experience. I'm so happy I worked. Today. I think well, I, well, I worked at Whole Foods on like seven five. The primary oh, was right Chelsea? there, like on yeah, on in Chelsea. Yeah. So it was, I always saw everything, and customers would go in there with all like. Just... <laughs> it was just so funny because like, they they it was like my like second week working in the. I was a doorman for like a building, and uh, they're like, "Mike, you're gonna work for me, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no problem." <laughs> then, like the first thing I see is a guy like at like seven seven oh nine in the morning, like. With like a like a gimp thing, so but basically I have respect for people. You know, obviously that's not everyone. You know, that's just a. I don't. I don't like looking at it, but I'm not gonna like judge. 
exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it, it's you not would impressive. not come. You guys, would you guys come to my neighborhood? I live in Woodlawn. It's Irish, hundred percent Irish, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And would you demand them to take down? Take down these flags, you know? No, I, exactly. You're, so like, you spot as long as it's whatever. whatever I'm, I'm Dominican, and I live. There's a lot of Puerto Ricans around me. Puerto Ricans have their flags all over the place, and I'm like one of the only. My family's one of the only Dominicans here. We don't go. Oh, take that down. Yeah, as yeah. long as it ain't expressing like hate. Like, you know, if you see that Puerto Rican Pride. flag, if you see that Puerto Rican flag and one of the stripes says like, you know, fuck everybody, uh, fuck Dominicans, like, then you'd be like, yo, take that shit down. If I went to that, you know, if I went to, to your neighborhood, Mike, and yeah, I seen Irish flags and it said, fuck everybody that's not Irish, like, then I'd be like, take that down. So Yeah, but same thing. Like, And then, like, at the same time in 2016, there was like, so many, like, uh, they, uh, they put up a lot of, like, pro... It was pretty much like all lives matter versions of back then. Mm-hmm. Did I go in there and like rip them off and like throw it against their freaking screen? No, just that's their opinion. And hey, we're gonna try to change your mind. And we yeah, do it peacefully. And, it's, peacefully. And, and those, those, you know, Black Lives Matter sign, you know, these nation flags are not like a symbol of hate. It's not like the Confederate flag. Like a Confederate flag is a symbol of hate. It was anti uh, United States. It's anti United States. It's anti black. It's it's slavery. Um, uh, Joel, you talked about it a little bit and seeing yeah, when I was state. doing the sales, like I was knocking on doors with the Confederate flag right in the front step, really, yeah, right, right on their doors. Yeah, in, in New, New York, York in New York, totally different. Totally I went, upstate New York is not New York. Oh, city. yeah, upstate dude, no, New no, York is wild. I'm telling you, it's wild. Anywhere, I'm anywhere above, even like anywhere above where I'm right now, pretty much because right now I'm in uh, Yonkers. Mm-hmm. Right above the Bronx, Yonkers area, and then you yeah. have like New Rochelle and Malvern, and then anything above that, like we White Plains you got, stuff. You got Sleepy Hollow. You got um Orange County. Orange County up there is weak. Oh my god! You yeah, saw my, dude, I drove through. I drove through um Orange County. Um, uh, like an in-law, my in-laws, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like I'm driving through fucking Roseanne, the show Roseanne. Like it's like exactly. crazy. The fucking, uh, like that. Yeah, I know, to, but hey, you, you know. you've seen this movie Sleepy Hollow, like with Johnny Depp. Like that was, that's yeah. Actually, that's not a set. That's no, I know that. Yeah, no, no, no. I actually, we can talk about that during the holiday season, during the ho- during Halloween. Yeah, I'm a big fan place. of that. I've been there. I've been there for. I uh, might like there. There are because I've 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 sat on this program. Like I've seen the Confederate flag when I've gone to school in in um Pittsburgh, driving to Pittsburgh. But I've also, um, when we were in high school, during Christmas break and the different breaks, I would work with my stepdad because at the time he was installing um, DirecTV satellites. And one time we drove up to this part of New York, um, and it's not, it's farther than White Plains, but uh, not much farther than that. Like uh, Poughkeepsie or like uh, the area, Kingston? I can't remember the place. I'm going to probably ask him afterwards. Yeah. But there was a place when we saw, like, Confederate flags on multiple Bizarre. multiple houses driving yeah. to the house. Actually, the house that um we the, the house that we went to was, like, the only house that didn't. But if that's your neighbors, then you, mm-hmm. you, you know. That's probably Elmira. Oh, there no, you go. No, no, but nah, yeah, Elmira, Elmira is over on the other side of New York. My sister used to go to school in New York. I mean, used to go to oh, school in Elmira. Oh. So, 
yeah, but I, but I'm talking about some place like you, yeah, you do the whole Hudson River like like yeah. I went out with a girl yeah, like some place up there, and we'd see the Confederate flies, and um, like I was terrified because I I like I, we were so happy because when we got to the house, mm. the guy um. You know, if they have too many trees, because the satellites, it needs, like, a clear yeah. uh, vantage point. But the place, it had too many trees. So, we didn't have to do the install. And I was, like, so relieved. But it's, like, if, if you're in the north, you know, like, Pennsylvania yeah. and New York, you know, upstate New York, why are you flying Confederate flags? Like, neither one of these states were part of the Confederacy. I was shocked, though. Like, uh, they're not part of my life anymore. They're not part of my life. I went out with someone for less than a year and it was in like rockland county and i saw like people with like uh like trucks and things and they had like a ferris i'm like i looked at them almost like i was like what the fuck is wrong with you i was like you know they hung they hung catholics right and you're catholic right they hung catholics during the civil war right (laughs) they don't fucking get it and i was my people aren't even there but anyway let's let's get more positive let's talk about major league baseball returning uh... or not returning Base, I sent uh, Joel a text because, you know, the three of us, like, we can't wait to get back to Yankee Stadium. Right. You know. We do a live show there, man. Can't wait. <laughs> Jesus. What was that? When we, we went to two games. We went to the – um. We, well, we went to the playoff game, didn't we? We went to a regular um, end-of-season game. game. I wanted to see Mike Trout, but he got injured, like, right before I bought the tickets – right after I bought the tickets. And then we went to game four of the ALCS where the Yankees got beat up and CC Sabathia threw his last pitch. So that, that was probably the only, like, you know, memorable moment of that game for me. Um, fuck the Astros while we while hey, we, well, we talk about. Yeah, but and, uh, that was a weird uh, vibe in that stadium, too, that day. Um a lot of ruckus, very uh, rambunctious people there. Yeah, so yeah. We, we finally got um, some positive signs because um, the commissioner and the head of the MLBPA, Tony Clark. Uh, Joel, mm-hmm. you remember Tony Clark played with the Yankees? Yeah, just hit the Yankees up. Yeah, remember the last yeah. time we saw Tony Clark? He fucking Love- hit that goddamn double. Remember, it was like he was like – remember that? I remember he, he had three home runs in one game. Yeah, man. Well, my, la- my, my last memory of him was uh, Game Six, two thousand four, mm. against Boston, <laughs> yeah. and I think it was runners on second and third or first and second, and he he left the bat on his fucking shoulder and struck out to end yeah. the game, and had- you know, of course, that the next night they completed the comeback, but we I don't I know. know but that. He had that I one play. Though. I want to get in on these sides. He had here. that one. Tony Clark, of course. He had that one play though. I remember, I was like, "God damn, like, jeez, like, he did a really good." Uh, remember that it was like a double, and he like ran to like he did he, he turned it into almost a triple, and then like, the next thing he fucking just, ah, oh, that was it. I can't believe that. Like me and my brother talk about it all the time. We all watch it in our house, and like I look at my dad, like my brother looks at my dad, and he goes, "We're not gonna win, are we?" <laughs> he said it like that. I was like, "What?" He's like, "We're not gonna win." I was like, shit, it was a game like... Uh, yeah, I just remember five. him just not swinging, not swinging out like a pitch right down the middle and just end, ended that game. But I don't re- I will never rewatch anything oh, from yeah. that series, so... <laughs> but, but baseball, like Yankees, Yankees-wise, 
I've cried the most with like Yankees for some reason. I don't know why. Um, like you know, remember Rocky when he was like naked in the shower and he's like crying. Thing. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, time, I was as like, a as a kid, as a kid, like the losses used to like hurt me more. But as an adult, it's just like fuck it. Next, there's always next year. Yeah, with the, with the New York Giants, it's the highest of highs, lows, lows. But Yankees yeah. was just like, eh, maybe a little dip, and then you go back up again. And then with the Knicks, it's just like a um, you know, habitual. Oh, uh, that was a S and M situation going on. Yeah, it's it's a it's a circle of um, get your hey, hopes up, get disappointed. What if we win the get next? Get your hopes uh, up, get disappointed. You know, what if they change the disappointed? Uh, yeah, the disappointment part. Yeah. I keep telling people, I'm gonna be you. You you remember when the Cubs won? And yeah. I had like ninety year old men, like happy as hell. Like I was gonna be Let's me change. when the Knicks. When the Knicks finally won a championship, I'll be on uh, rollerblading. I'll be rollerblading through like the city, like with the flag, then the Knicks flag. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be streaking. I'll be streaking. <laughs> All right, man. Let's my talk titty, about, uh... my titties would be dragging on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Man, I'll be, be ninety five years old. You got twenty years of stay in shape like that. All right. So anyway, let's talk about the MLB. My, hair, uh... my hairy gray eyes just out on the cover of the Daily News. All right, that's enough, sir. First of all, paper ain't gonna be there anymore. But yeah, so MLB returning or not? Uh, the last I read is that they they established that the payment is going to be like determined already, and yeah, they're looking pro-rated. they're looking yeah they're looking at either sixty or seventy day schedule for this coming season. Seventy a, game, sixty games in seventy days, so that'd be ten. Oh, days. that's what it was. Oh, I thought it was, oh sixty games in seventy days. But that, okay, that, but, but just that just sounds weird, like. Well, not 61. Right? It's an even amount of games, which is weird. Yeah, no, an odd amount of games is weird. Like, there's 160, it's 162 yeah. games. I like yeah. even number of games. It would have um, been weird but, if it was like 59 games. Yeah, so basically, I didn't, I thought it was 60 games and in, in, or 70 games. Okay, so it's 60 games in 70 days. So they're pretty much um, debating on the number of games. And they already had the, the money's already said, like, you're going to get paid for this amount. And they're gonna inflate it to whatever you were gonna get, I think, right? But uh, they don't want to. The, the players' association with Tony Clark, they don't want to um, go past November because apparently, like, they're saying their health officials are saying that you get like easier to get uh, hurt because it's colder. No, and, not no, not really the, the case. Um, the reason why they, the reason why they're worried about um the season running too long is because. Uh, there is an anticipation for a second wave of the coronavirus between October and November. So right. should they cancel the playoffs, uh, they'll end up losing a substantial amount of money. So that's why they, they're either requesting they, – they, they want to be paid the prorated sum. They want to be paid for 60 games if they play 60 games. And they want to be compensated if the playoffs were to be canceled. Right. I I I saw health officials. And I assumed it was because of the health thing. But yes, it's because uh, Fauci. Yeah, because they're more worried. Fauci, you, you, no, Fauci. You'd fig- yeah, you'd Fauci. figure they'd be more worried about um, the corona than players getting injured. Players getting injured is gonna happen, like regardless. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just assumed health, and I said that. But uh, yeah, uh, Fauci is predicting that there's gonna be a second wave. And we're going to shut down a lot of things again anyway. Like all the stores are going to reopen on Monday in our area. Um, it might happen again in November. And uh, yeah, that's basically the other fear. Um, and there was also the playoff 
instead of it being 10 teams uh, for the whole league, it would be 16. Is that correct? Yeah, I heard 14 to 16. Yeah, so basically now it's like five and five, right? So you have the one playoff team, the one-off game. Yeah, it's five and five, the wild card playoff, the division series, then the eight, the league championship series, and then the World Series. What is surprising to me is if this is implemented and if it actually happens, they're they're already saying it's going to be the same schedule for 2021. So they're going to do the same playoff next year too. Yeah, they're going to try to expand the playoffs next year as well, which I I don't get. The well, only way the only the only way I would understand them expanding the playoffs next year too is if for whatever reason next year's season ends up getting shortened depending on the virus. If that's the case, then sure. I mean, the but experts, if, it, if it's going to be a regular 162 game season, like you know, I don't think it will be. I think if, if if they're doing it now and they actually do the season now with 60 games, yeah. the next year spring training won't start until May or June. No, but they should be able to work off of like the the what? um the same schedule. They should work because if it's 60 games, you could play that between July, mid July, and yeah, and but, October. But you need the whole spring training though to get back in. No, shape. but that's it like... shouldn't. But I'm saying that's a regular baseball schedule. It wouldn't be pushed back. Okay. Like the NBA season, like how they're planning that, that's the the next season will be pushed back. But if the baseball play, if baseball ends up playing like they say they will, it shouldn't be pushed back. But that's why I don't understand why they would expand the playoffs next year. The only thing that's new in this in this season, if they end up playing. That should be carried over um, past this year is the DH being in both leagues. Yeah, that's the thing I also heard too. It's like uh, they're going to try just flat out because basically they completely. Well, how how many years ago did they change the uh, interleague play where it was like throughout the year? You know, like it wasn't just like that was summertime. twenty. That's that probably was, like five years ago. Five. Yeah, really? that was twenty thirteen when the Astros when the Astros came to the American League because that's why. That was their reasoning for it because if the leagues were uneven, what was it? If the leagues were played were uneven and oh no, this is the thing. If the Astros didn't move to the American League interleague play without interleague play, um, for them to play interleague play, one team wouldn't be playing a day. Yeah. There would be one team that oh, just yeah. didn't play. Yeah. There's, one, there's one more team in East League at the time, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. So that's that's why it's every day. Like but the reason I feel like the DH should be in both leagues is because of that same reason. You know, uh, before the Astros moved, they would have interleague play um, in June. It was basically June and early July. I remember July fourth. Yeah. We had a lot of late June was always like the Yankees Subway Series with the Mets. Yeah, so the, it it would be compounded into like two weeks. So you were able to you know change your lineup up uh, to fit you know going to an NL Park if you were AL team and going to a AL Park if you were NL yeah. team. But now it it'd be you know you're in the thick of a race and then you know the last series of the year. A matter of fact, I, I believe I'd have in in the original schedule for the Yankees this year. Oh, should look at that. Yeah, I believe the Yankees or one of the teams they ended up um the final three games of the season would have been an interleague series. That's weird. Exactly. So I, I'm it's not so, uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head if they were going to NL Park, 
So that would have been a series like you would have to sit like Stanton. You would have to end up sitting like Stanton. Yeah. Or really weird. Judge or Hicks or somebody. You know, you have to take them out of the lineup because you could have played them. Exactly. It changes the whole dynamic of the whole sport pretty much. Or the, well, the league. Because they've been, they've been doing DH since like 74 or 78, right? The first DH was 1971. But like a, the Ron official league, though. Ron official, Bloomberg. though. Official, though. Hmm? Was it official the whole league in 71? Yeah, 71 was oh, the first okay. time they used it. Yeah. So the the proposal is that it would be universal in both leagues. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm for it because I grew up in a, as a Yankee fan. So I guess some people are. Yeah, may, whole... maybe that's my bias too. I wear bias on it because like I know fans are like the Mets. And, and I know, I, I know, I know, Joel. You feel you feel the same way, like it. yeah, for the, because we had a pitcher, you know, Chinming Wong, who got injured. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and when no and when that when that happened, that's when I was like staunch about it. I was like, why are pitchers hitting? Like, period. I don't understand the novelty of it. I was my only. Enjoyment of it was any Pettit when he had the jacket on. Like, he was like he, he was just standing there. It was like yeah, during the World Series. With the, the jacket, <laughs> yeah, there. that's the only thing I, I used to love. I like I have nostalgia for him. Like you know, just those type of pitchers, like with the with the freaking jacket on, like knowing that they're gonna like strike out or something and get like, try to get a bunt in or something. But that's you know that that's that shouldn't be every game. That was just the wild. Yeah, the pitcher, the pitcher is like the most important part of like you can't get no pitcher yeah. if injured. I, yeah, and then bunting. They don't know how to hit. They don't practice bunt. to hit. They practice. Yeah, and then you're not investing in a pitcher to hit a freaking ground roll, fucking double. You know, get a double. You know, and so basically, it's a lot of it has to do with money too. So I think most teams are going to be pro DH, obviously. And, because... and then, and then, like bunting, um, may, that's just giving away an out. It's weird. It's like an all night <laughs> out. It's like really weird. Like you're just giving weird... away about like, out. Like it... the the art of bunting isn't even like use. Yeah, no one uses it anymore. Often. And yeah. if you yeah, and if you do use it, you're like a freaking oddity, and you're like, oh wow, this guy likes yeah, this. You know, it's not part of the game. Can't even run hard. Even if they do, they can't even run hard because that's the best you pull. Something. And some and it's more often. Yeah, you're gonna pull your it, hamstring. And it's more likely to bunt into a double play than it is to. To, to move the runner over because like you say Joel they don't even run hard so if I'm if I'm fielding if I'm a third baseman or first baseman fielding a bunt like I'm gonna just throw the the guy who actually you know base running is part of his job like you know the seventh or the eight hitter that got on before him before the pitcher I'm gonna throw him out and then still have enough time to like run across yeah. the street and get a sandwich. <laughs> go to that bar. And the Dominican bar. And then throw the, go to that Dominican bar and get a drink. Yeah. Bartolo <laughs> Colon running was the funniest thing ever when he runs. And that's oh, man, the wow. only novelty of it. Like how goofy they are, like batting. Or, like, or like in Madison Bumgarner's case or some of these other pitchers' case, like sometimes they'll run into one because, you know, you're not concentrating mm-hmm. on, you know, working around a pitcher, you're going to throw to them. So a lot of times they're getting pitches down the middle anyway. So that's why they were hitting home runs. And everybody would hype up Madison Bumgarner and like, oh, like, put it, let's have pitchers do a home run derby. Have them do a home run derby. And then, like, you know, you look yeah. at their batting line, like Madison Bumgarner, other than, like, the three or four home runs he'd run into, like, he's batting, like, 183. And then at the other end of it is also the, below Mendoza line. 
Exactly. There's also so many teams that have nothing to play for. They need the novelty of it. Maybe. Yeah, and I on, mean, on top of that, from a player's perspective, if you add 15 more DH jobs, you know that extends careers. That creates more. That creates more opportunity. Um, uh, more jobs for for players like. I tweeted out today because somebody posted um, Alex Rodriguez is on uh, 3,000 hit. And I, so, looked, I looked it up because my point was, like, you know, steroids aside, like, Barry Bonds had 2,935 hits. So he was only 65 hits away from 3,000 3, hits. Um, and my point was that, you know, these guys, the fact that you have 3,000 hits, that means you can hit. Like, yeah, even without the steroids, so they Hall of Fame worthy without the steroids. Steroids and, does not change your eyesight. It does not change your yeah. And there's a bunch of steroids just gives you a, an advantage. That's it. Like you, it doesn't give you skill. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of players that took steroids that suck. Yeah, they try. Like look, look at all the players that come out when they get suspended. Like a lot of times, it's like so and so got suspended for fifty games. For stare, for PED use, and you're like who? So it, yeah, but, and uh, also a lot of it has to do with like injuries, like don't you? Well, is steroids the same as like HGH? Like, is it the same? Do they... HGH is they use it more for like recovery, like that's what pedagogy recovery, like, yeah, so yeah, like, for recovery, but it's still a banned substance. Cause... Exactly. So like, if someone gets hurt and they're like, oh shit, I'm losing my job, that's they take it, and you know, it's that's just, a different, and it's quick, it's quicker than like. Probably quicker than surgery, obviously, repairing for surgery, but you could get it from yeah. after surgery. Mm-hmm. But if you don't need surgery done for something, if you take HGH and it's fine. But the it's thing really I'm, I'm pretty sure that's like covered now. They probably like let people do that now because of like doctor's notes and stuff. But anyway. I think I think they let them smoke weed now because, you know, that's medical. Hey, I, yeah, I heard actually I'm a pro wrestling fan. I heard like 95 or 90% of the wrestlers are taking CBD or at least smoking. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about starting doing it, shit. Yeah, but Bro, no. I, I got you. I'm in pain all the time, though. I'm in, I'm in pain. <laughs> I mean, that's serious. Though. I'm right. in pain. I got you. Right. Nah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, y'all two exchange numbers after this. <laughs> we'll do a we'll do a convention. <laughs> but the point Any, I wanted, anytime. but the point I wanted to make about um Barry Bonds, um, uh, interestingly enough, the same um trivia contest. One of the questions that was asked. The trivia contest um, that me and Joel met each other at in school. One of the questions were how many. Who, there's like five players that had 500 home runs and 3,000 RBIs. I mean, 300 hit, 3,000 hits. Um, name them, and I named them obviously. Um, oh wow! All right. And later on, later on, A Rod became one of them, and Barry Bonds could have been one of them too, but he ended up 65 hits short. And the reason why he ended up 65 hits short was because his contract was up with San Francisco. And at that point he was 39 years old and he couldn't play left field regularly. And basically no other team would have touched him. But, you know, if the NL had the DH, you know, maybe mm. the, the Giants would, you know, bring him back to get those 3000 hits earn a little bit of extra money in tickets. On top of that, he he, he hit 762 home runs. Mm. So you sign him to a two- or three-year deal, 
and the fact that he wouldn't have to wear himself out playing the outfield, Barry Bonds could have ended up hitting 800 home runs. And also, uh, on, base, on base percentage. On base percentage, too. And his whole thing was, like, they would, he would get walked, like, three or four times a fucking game. Yeah, I was right? about to say that. Like, he got walked a lot. Like, like I think it was, like, hits too. yeah. And yeah, he, Joel, you were saying that. Uh, I think pretty much, like, at least one or two based on balls, he would get, the, the, he would get walked. He, they used to walk him with the bases loaded. Yeah, it was bizarre. That was a weird time. And then it was in 2002, I think, when they went to the – against the Angels, right? Yeah. And um. <laughs> the bet on that one though. Yeah, and and it, good thing you brought that up because I was about to be my next point. Other than the three thousand hits, the only thing that's missing from Barry Bonds' career is the World Series ring. If they would assign him to like, um, if he ended up playing like three more years, and at, a, at, have, yeah. at DH, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, twenty ten. The Giants finally won the World Series for the first time since leaving New York, and it would have mm-hmm. been Barry Bonds' first World Series if he, like, assuming he would have still been with the Giants. Yeah, so he started in '87, I think, uh, earlier, right? He would have had twenty something years though, right? Wasn't it 2010 mm-hmm. to it was '87 his first year, or 80, late '80s, right? I think it was '86, '80, It was '86, '87 because I had the trading card as a kid. So yeah, but anyway, that, yeah, with the Pirates, obviously you can go. He could have went a long time on DH. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know. And some some uh someone on Twitter, I believe she's a, a baseball writer, she said, which I don't understand if, if you're a baseball writer and you don't you feel this way, but she said like no memorable moments in baseball were made by uh DH. And I'm like, as a Yankee fan, there are at least two that I hate to admit yeah, oh, yeah, me too. Edgar Martinez, the double in '95. That um, the first baseball game I actually watched live, pretty much that I remember. Exactly. My brother was like, my brother went, no, no. <laughs> he was and like, I was like, Edgar no. Martinez, and I saved baseball in Seattle. Yeah. Like, Safeco Field would have not existed without that. Like the the the, the yeah, King, it was the kingdom and all that shit and it was just yeah the, Mar- the, Mar- the mariners would have moved to like tampa bay yeah they, they would have been the first they probably would have moved somewhere else uh they were 68 and then they became the mariners right after that they were a different team the pilots and uh no that's the the Mar- that's the the brewers oh the pies turned into the brewers yeah Really? They only played. They only played in Seattle for one year, and then, oh, um, so oh, I thought the Braves and then, and then the Mariners came in '77. Uh, oh, coming up. Oh, shit. All right. Good. Thanks for the history lesson, because I thought the Braves moved. I do this. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, he, hey, he, ask me, ask he me started, about well, um, ask me about wrestling. Yeah. Ask me about wrestling, okay? But uh, oh, yeah, uh, but, like, yeah, that was shocking. Ask me about hip hop rap. So I got you. Oh, really? well, what's your thing, Joel? Uh, ask me about like rap, hip hop. I got you. Hey, you go oh, on battle, man. You, you it, don't know. Interesting. Uh, I know a lot. But anything pre two thousand four, I'm good on. Interesting note. I'll take you back to the seventies. Interesting note. Ooh. The theme you hear at the beginning and the end of these podcasts are produced by Joel. Yeah, and I, I, gotta, I gotta tell you, they've grown on me. On the way. Yeah, they've grown on me to the point like I, I hum them. Like I, they get me hyped up for for the episode. So I hope like people get hyped up when they listen. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So um, 
Yeah, the reason why I say it's returning, maybe, maybe not, is because um, they're still haggling over the games because uh, we thought they settled at 60 games, but that was just um, the proposal given by um, the commissioner, Robert Manfred. Uh, the MLBPA is proposing 70 games. So, you know, that gives it um, a little you, – I can make you optimistic because that means they're only 10 games apart. So, by my assumption, I think they'll end up settling somewhere in between their, like, 64, 66 games. Yeah. Um, um, it, it's, it's, you know, at this point it's just petty, but it seemed like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. They're, they're trying to meet – so, last year, I think the MLB uh, made, like, 11 – they had a little so. How much? A billion dollars, some type of billion dollar uh, estimate, and now they're projected to only do two hundred and eleven million. So that's a huge gap, and they're trying to make the most of it. So yeah. I think they're gonna so maximizing the playoff. Uh, they're gonna do a tournament style. It's just screw it. Just do a tournament style. Um, if you if you cancel the season, then that's it. But then you're gonna make money now. Like, just do a weird thing. We, we, they won't count it later on. Maybe it would just be called like the 2020 special or the tournament or whatever. And just do that and be 16 or, teams. You, know, you just you know you just uh, you know in public opinion, same thing like uh, the 2017 title. You just don't really have to like recognize it as you know a normal World Series. Hey. As opposed well, to that time, you know, that time well, I was cheating. This time is just like a weird, you know, as long as they have drones. Okay, so pandemic. I think they should have a drone. So anytime a uh, Houston Astro goes out to bat, just have like, just like shit, like trash drone on them. And just like <laughs> while, they're, while they're at bat, because yeah. they, they got away with it this year, you know? Yeah, and you can't, you can't throw at them either, like, because they don't want them fighting. So you can't, oh. you can't. They're and, not gonna have bench bench clearing brawls, and, and then they can just clean up the trash with the garbage cans they use to bang on the thing. <laughs> there we go. That's class. That's called a wrap around. <laughs> and the pros do it by the episode. What is this five? Now we figured it out. I think we're doing good now. <laughs> All right. So Mike, you got okay. any final thoughts on stuff uh, we talked about today? Uh, with all the. The topics, I think it's ongoing, a lot of it. You know, the Juneteenth thing is going to keep going. We're going to – I know that everyone else is going to uh, keep pressure on it so it becomes an actual full-on holiday, which is important just to remember, remind people of uh, history that people never were taught. The Five Bloods is a movie. We can watch it again. Maybe we'll chat about it later on. Brock's thing is obviously we got to figure out – we'll find out what happens with the – the police force there in uh, Atlanta. Um, I think it's important to highlight that he was part of the uh, probation system, which is like a quicksand sy- sy- uh, system. Yeah, once you're in, you're in. You're doomed if you're you're doomed, like to repeat it. You know, so that's dark. Uh, baseball, I'm hoping it comes back because anytime. Shit, man! I was watching Aussie rules football, which is like um, uh, Australian rugby. I was watching that, mm-hmm. and uh, I want live sports back. And uh, that's it. And I had a good time talking to Joel. Uh, I had a good time with you. I was. I've been watching highlights. It's old highlights of Yankees. Yeah. What? Uh, uh, yeah. I was saying. I don't. I don't think you were on the chat yet, but I was watching. Uh, 
uh, New York Football Giants clips from 2006, 2011, and 1998 in the last, like, two days. So, I've been getting hyped. Yeah. Justin Talk. Like, Luke Pettigrew. Yeah. You know. Make you Are you a Giant fan, buddy? I don't eh, Football, I watch it. I'm not really, like. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I watch football. Uh, baseball's my thing, like. Yeah, so those whole clips are, like, the only thing we live on right now. But I'm good now. I had a good time. Yeah. Oh, uh, Joel, you got any final thoughts? Cool. Nah. This, this was fun. Mike, nice meeting you, Michael. Yeah, we had a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you know, already know, we always bond. We always good. Yeah. Nice and sweet. Yeah. Um, so, Juneteenth, a lot of, uh, I think, the mayor of our fine city, uh, he just announced that, you know, going forward, it will be a school and a, a citywide holiday um, going forward when we open things back up and the kiddies are back in school and we're all back at work. And it's great that it's being celebrated because I'll, I'll be honest with you, as a black man, I I wasn't really, I was familiar to it um, over the last couple of years, but I didn't know too much about it until this year because, you know, everybody on Twitter have, you know, these very well-informed threads. So reading those and learning about different parts of our history, um, a lot of things that aren't in textbooks, a lot of things that they don't spend time in social studies. And, you know, Black history is American history because, you know, we put in as much, if not more, as anyone that has, you know, come to this country on any of the boats that brought them there i mean brought them here um the five bloods i gotta rewatch it joel said he gotta rewatch it mike said he's gonna rewatch it with his dad so you know probably won't want to spend like as much time as we've been spending on it but maybe we could like open up a little bit after we all rewatch it again maybe we watch one uh or once a month or watch a spikely joint Mm -hmm. just like double up on it because i think the first one would be probably uh malcolm x and then bamboozle yeah, I, I, I got to rewatch Bamboozle. Both, they remind me of both. Because, like, you know. Because I, I like Bamboozle with all the old um the, imagery. The way, yeah, um, so, like. Especially in this era, like I said, with the um, Ajamama and Uncle Ben and um, mm-hmm. uh, Cream of Wheat um, mascots um, being changed now. And, you know, you know it, it's crazy because. What about uh, the Cleveland Indians? Yeah, me and you were sharing up. Me and you were sharing up brain because that's exactly what I was going to. Go you want to talk um, about it? Want to yeah. just do it and add an insert later on? Yeah, real quick. Um, so it's interesting because Chief Wahoo, um, Mike. When we do the video, you could probably show a picture of Chief Wahoo. I'll show I, a lot. People, I'll, probably show, I'll probably show a lot of uh, Major League the movie though. But yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. People. People are probably familiar because that was the caricature of a Native American man that has been the logo of the Cleveland Ind- Indians um, um, until just recently. Yeah, and nineteen fifty four, right? It was right after they won the uh, or when they were in the World Series. Well, right? they've but... used different like logos on their hat, but that was like the logo on their hat. So you'd see people. Yeah wearing um this hat and it just seemed weird to see like one of my favorite black pitchers cc sabathia when he was back on the indians you know he's throwing pitchers and he's wearing like this big old wide uh racist ass logo on his hat while he's doing it 
and you know it was okay up until a few years ago when um the major league baseball was considering cleveland for the all-star game and uh robert manfred the same commissioner we've, we've talked about he basically urged the team to change the logo or to, to to distance themselves from that logo which they have done but the fact that you know, the reason why it was done was just so you could host the all-star game it wasn't a you know epiphany that like you know all right this needs to end what what year was that because i remember like uh 10 well, years the, ago maybe? the all-star game that they hosted was last season Oh really? But the, they had, well, I don't know a, which year. So I'm assuming like 2016, 2017. So there was a time where they they did a thing where they changed it. I remember obviously the, you make me feel very sad now because I'm thinking about uh what's his name with the flies around his head. <sighs> Fucking 2007 or eight. Remember? Oh, um, Jabba. Jabba Chamberlain uh, again. The flies Jabba. around. They, Joel, you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I was Still actually mad upstate. the umpires didn't stop that game. I was, I was, so, actually... mad. I was so mad at Joe Torre because, like, why? Why would you not well, we stop the were, game? Right? Yeah, we all were in college at that point. So I was in like I was in Binghamton and hanging out with my friend, and I was like, "We're gonna lose." It was the same thing I said to my dad ten years earlier. We're gonna lose. Yeah. It was just the flies everywhere. But they had, you know, it was obviously this the whole logo and stuff. But they didn't start that logo until like the fifties. So people were like, "Oh, it's tradition." It's tradition that we have this. No. Before that, you had a different thing. And then they, they started using that, the I. It was yeah. like just an I. It was just the letter I. And um, they, didn't, they didn't start doing that whole um, Chief uh, Wawa, whatever the fuck it is. Chief Wahoo. Like Chief Wahoo until yeah. the 50s. Still ridiculous. No, the 50s, that, that, that means it's like there's no – like in the Yankees, if you, if you want to go into it, the Yankees is an insult to – like from like the 1700s or 1800s, like, but who gives a shit? It's like the Knickerbockers with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. It's a slang for someone from a particular place, but this has nothing to do with that. It's just, it's a freaking logo. It's a weird, you know, character. It's like, it's like the Detroit Lions. It's an animal. They're, they're treating someone who's a native and native American as like an animal, like as a logo, as a mascot. Yeah. But the only thing I will say is that the American Seminoles, they like the uh, college. They, they, they are happy that they're part of the logo. We can get into another time because it's a big box of marbles. Yeah. But you know, the thing with the, the, um, the Cleveland Indians, uh, Chief Wahoo logo. It's just like those Andrew Mama things. And, you know, I'll go in my fridge right now and get, like, the syrup bottle, and it still has has Andrew Mama on, on it. And it's just weird that, you know, these yeah. things are basically relics, uh, racist relics from a bygone era that somehow lasted well into – like, it's crazy that those things were probably around in, like, 1920 – Mm-hmm. And now it's still around in like 2020, like like the Prussian era, and like they were still doing it now. So the only thing with like me is like, okay, Boston Celtics, you have some like leprechaun, oh, cool, uh-huh. eleven championships, you know, <laughs> sixteen championships. It's not a big deal. Like it's it's not like mean heart. It's not like uh, mean spirited, probably. You know, and like the lucky lucky charms. Like I know it's like a little freaking leprechaun thing. It, that's bullshit. Like who cares? Because like, I'm not like doesn't make me feel less than. You know. That's the whole difference. People use the, and they, I can't believe I got into a thing and I realized that was a parody account. Someone goes, Colonel Sanders, Colonel Sanders. Uh, I don't care that a Colonel Sanders. Like, 
oh, it's a parody account. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, he's a real human being. <laughs> he's a real human being. But it's hard on Twitter. You get yourself in trouble, like, just by responding to one person that's obviously trying to be sarcastic, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, but it's, the whole thing is, um, there, there's a difference between you know just like having like a mascot and then you're intentionally doing something to make someone feel less done. I that's the word. It's it's, it's the phrase is feel less done. So yeah, and uh, uh, Richard Brooks, um, you know, it's good that it's good to see uh, the officers arrested. Um, a lot of times they don't get arrested. So it's good that they get arrested, but you can't call it a win just yet. I think with like right now with that, we're taking like a twenty point lead into halftime, or we're taking a three, you know, a four run lead into the the seventh inning. But it doesn't mean that the game's over. These guys got to get prosecuted. Um, and I don't want to forget uh, Breonna Taylor, a young lady in Kentucky. Police uh, had a no-knock warrant, which just means, which means basically, they bust down your door and uh, invade your house to arrest you. They had a warrant, uh, arrived at the wrong place, and you know, boyfriend, yeah. her boyfriend thought you know they were home intruders, so he starts shooting, and they shoot her, arrest him. So the boyfriend's in jail. The police officers are not. They changed the law of the to to ban the no non the no knock warrants so basically by banning the law you're admitting that the police was wrong but you haven't arrested them yeah you can't retroactively bring someone back to life i I got a personal story about that something similar happened to me like in my own house Uh uh-huh a no knock warrant that's a crazy story we could get into that another day though you could do it now because I think. Yeah, real quickly, you could tell the story then. And then we're, we're about to. Right, this is like two days before Christmas, 2011, I think, 2010, 2011, I think. It's me and my mom. we in the living room sitting down, and my sister. So my sister goes to the door hearing a knock, but it wasn't like a large knock. A loud knock or nothing. It was like a soft knock because I have a dog too. You know, dogs go to the door when they hear anything. Yeah. So my dog's over there barking at the dog. So my sister goes. All of a sudden, the you know obviously the SWAT takes the door down. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting down with my phone in my hand. I hear my mom asking what's going on. Mind you, I'm sitting down with my phone. Keep that in mind. I have a phone in my hand. First thing I see is a damn shotgun in my face. Wow. Like. I swear, I literally shot him in my face. My mom's over here, like, crying, screaming, like, what's going on? My brother's in the room playing Xbox. So, like, he says the same thing. He, they opened the door, got him, and he got a damn gun in his face. So they have us on the floor. Like, you know, obviously have us on the floor. They search in the house. And at the end of everything, mind you, at the end, he didn't give the police, didn't give the warrant in the beginning. He gave it at the end. There's a whole list of guns. Like I'm talking about, like artillery, army guns. Yeah. A whole list. Yeah. I'm like, what? That was in this house. So, like, how the hell did you get this address with all these guns? Who the hell did like what? How does this make sense? We had not one gun, and like my mom is religious. Like, 
we don't deal with guns in the family, pretty much. So like the amount of guns that was there was like militia. Like honestly, I still That's think cool. I have. I'm a, I'll text you, Shug, the, like a picture of it. I still okay. think I got it on my phone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like yo, just the Unwarranted. fact that I had my, you know, the phone in my hand, I could have got shot. Yeah, that day. Wow, and that's like my my. And, God, really got, and it and it would have been like okay, it was justified. Yeah. Mike, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like this is a me and Joel have known each other for fifteen years. Fifteen years. I've, I, I hadn't heard this, or maybe you've said it in passing and didn't go into full detail. But I was, wow. Yeah, that's yeah, I probably said it a little bit, but this, this is actually um, real life. Like a no knock warrant, or they did not, but it was a soft knock. Cause I didn't. If somebody's gonna, you know, police is gonna knock on your door, they gonna knock loud. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. But they did it like they was coming in secretly. I didn't see no lights outside. Like yeah. this thing was strategic. Like they had. Like you're Bin Laden. Like you're Bin Laden. Yeah, this shit was strategizing but, uh, and nothing. I'm like, yo, what the hell? And it, it was the wrong house, or? Of course, bro. We don't have no. I'm, no, again, I know. I'm obviously, I'm <laughs> I have I'm a story. The, the, but they, the they admitted it was the wrong, the wrong house. But they, I, they, they couldn't say nothing. They, I, they knew they had the wrong house. Was they found nothing? But the shit on the warrant, the address was this. You know this house, so that's the weird shit. I have a story too, but it was I it was like mistaken as well, and uh, it was my family. I was like it was like thirty when I was just born, and uh, my our next door neighbors were um, accused of selling drugs or whatever. And I remember this vividly. I was pro, it was probably early it was early nineties, and they slammed into our window. The SWAT team broke into our window, rushed in. And they used, like, you know, in some, especially the Bronx, they have, like, those houses that look exactly the same. Yeah. So, like, they had, like, one window, one bedroom, and then the next window was the same exact one. Yeah. And they used, like, a freaking, like, wire and stuff. It was, like, freaking Batman, and I was, like, two or three years old. And they came in there. They never told my mom, like, what was going on. My dad was working. I think he was, like, he worked, like, the night shift or whatever. Uh-huh. So, like, they're all terrified and stuff. And it turned out, like, it was, like, they just did it, whatever. You know, who knows what would have happened if it was, you know. But uh, it's White Plains Road in the Bronx. And uh, and it's crazy. It's freaking, uh, yeah, it was, like, shocking. And it's one of the most, like, scariest things. Imagine if this happening to think how most much, people around the world, think uh, about, about the country. Think about how much planning goes into these things and how much preparedness goes into these things. And they end up at the wrong house where they could kill somebody. And in Brianna exactly. Taylor, Taylor's case, they actually kill somebody. Like you're not fucking delivering, you're not b- delivering pizzas. Yeah, you don't have someone who's like on like you know a minimum like, wage doing like a typing, typing in the documents. This, was, this thing was mad strategic. I'm telling like, and it was like a whole SWAT team in my in my. I didn't hear no siren, nothing, no lights. I didn't hear them coming up the steps. Like, how do you? How do you, Brianna Taylor? Then, like, how do you expect someone to react to someone coming into your house? Or you're, you, you feel safe in, and they come into your house. They are the enemy. When you, when someone comes into your house, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna react yeah, that that's, way. That's what, that's what the boyfriend thought, and that's why he started shooting at them. And now he's in jail for shooting at the police, and the uh, police aren't in jail for like intruding his house and killing his girlfriend. And that's why the whole thing people get nervous. People get nervous about like, especially like, uh, like white America and everything about like the fund the police. Like, no, it's you're freaking set up like a goddamn anti-terrorist group, like Israeli commando team. Yeah, and you're, dealing, and you're dealing with someone who's selling weed in, in their fucking house, and even though most of America it's it's fucking legal, you know. Yeah, maybe if you're giving crazy. them, maybe if you're giving them all this money, and you take that away, maybe they'll start 
um, making sure they're right. Like I, I, I know, I know you guys know Chris Rock. It's like that bit where he says, um, you know, they don't need gun control; they need bullet control. Because if you start making bullets a thousand dollars, yeah, I love oh, that. I remember that one. I, I didn't know that was Chris <laughs> no, Rock. I didn't know. No, like there wouldn't oh, be Chris no Rock. At least Chris Rock. Yeah, 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 Chris yeah. Rock. It, there wouldn't be no innocent bystanders. So yeah. maybe if you took away these, you know, cops funding, so and started taking are... away, start taking away their pension and start taking away their money. Yeah. Maybe they'll do their job a lot more precisely and if, um a lot more um courteously. If bullets were the same price as human beings, you know, you would, you would appreciate them more. Yeah, he was like, if if every bullet was like a thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I remember that. That was good. The thing too, my whole stance on guns is a whole nother thing too. Yeah, um, but just to to wrap up on um, my last final thought on the baseball and basically, it, well, for baseball, I hope they um come to some kind of agreement, and I hope the players don't get screwed, and I hope us as fans don't get screwed. But at the same time, with all these other sports, um, the thing that gets lost in all of this is the reason for all of this, which is the pandemic. Demic. And I just hope that um, in our hastiness to bring sports back and be entertained, that, you know, these leagues and these government officials are making sure these things are done in a way that is safe and, you know, people don't have to worry about, you know, their life being at risk um, just to earn a living and just to play. Because, you know, not it's not only players, there's coaches, managers, uh, training staff, um, Wherever they, whatever stadium they're in, there's groundkeepers, and I just hope they come back in a safe way. So um, this was, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm wearing my mask all the time. Um, I work in a place that's uh, supposed to be following protocol, but I guess maybe in our area it's not going to be going any further. But uh, I'm the only one wearing a mask, and it's mm-hmm. very troubling. And uh, most of the customers don't wear it, and then um, we're supposed to be just letting six people in at a time, but we're not, though, and hey, I'm not going to risk my, uh, a job for... I have elderly parents, so I just want to say that out right there right now. Yeah, and I, I think no one's falling. So no one is falling. I'm not trying to go back to work. Yeah, and I, that's the first thought I had the, fir- the first week. Um, The first week this all happened, because me and Mike uh, worked our last shift together before our, our location had closed and at the time I was just two months removed it was March so my grandmother was staying with us um all uh, for most of last year and she's 72 years old and she went back to St. Thomas uh, and I don't think like there's as many cases there but she's been at home and I was just glad that she had left before it happened and you know the location where we were at there's a lot of elderly people that were there one of our co-workers that 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 was there that we love she's in her 60s you know i thought about other people because you know if i get the disease if i get the the virus you know i could probably beat it we you know we could probably beat it you know i don't i don't know you guys' medical history and i don't want to like downplay the, the the virus but it has been um, reported that, you know, you could be asymptomatic, give it to somebody and their immune system could be compromised and you could, you know, involuntarily be responsible for that person's death just because you were being ignorant. Yeah, early on. I don't want to say ignorant. Uh, that was the last thing you said, but uh, 
like in March, late March, I know someone personally who went to Disney World in February or like early March. And when they got home, uh, they lived in a house. It was like a three, similar to where I live. It's like a three family house. And the father-in-law died from it and someone else died from it. And they're nervous that they're the ones who like gave it to them. But you never know though. Cause a lot of it is just, they diagnose it as that, but I would not want to live with that. You know, that's, that's a very like insane thing. Cause I, you know, I live, we live, me and my girlfriend live with our, like our family. So. Yeah. yeah. And you see, I have somebody that lives close, that lives close to you, right? Yeah. It was my friend's uh, family. Like they live in the same house. Yeah, my uncle my uncle actually had it. He he um he had it and beat it and his uh girlfriend and um his girlfriend had it. I don't think that um his daughter or her um his stepdaughter got it, but you know that's my uncle. That's my mom's brother, you know. It, and that's somebody that, exactly so it's not something like you know e coli or ebola or like the bird flu or something that, yeah. you know you just see people on tv getting it getting it like there's people like in your life yeah and when it first happened like in march like late march i heard a lot of people like oh my god they, he got it this dude i know this one uh he was like a muscle uh gym fitness freak mm-hmm. and he is the i know we all grew up together in the same neighborhood but he is the husband of my best friend's wife's best friend so we all grew up together though so basically you know we could all be the same you know like he's in great he's a you know, guy who worked out and stuff like that and he got it and she worked in a place where it was prevalent yeah you narrow that down um but it, it wasn't just like oh old people are getting it or like this is you know whatever i think it's different because i think we're very biased where well, we're, we're all from New York area right now, right? So, some places in the in the world in America don't really see it as like prevalent because there's like less people around each other. Is that yeah. weird? Yeah. So. Yeah, because uh, my best friend he would he he wanted to come to New York this summer, and he lives down in Houston, and he was you know really um confused as to why like everything here is closed and like why I wasn't working and stuff like that. And how come stuff were was opening up where he's at? And I had to tell him, like, well, you know, it comes down to politics, like how much your government, your local government cares about you. And, you know, you're down in Texas, uh, you know, not to be divisive, but you live in Texas and it's like Republican prevalent and you have a Republican government governor and they care more about the economy than lives. And you've heard it from the beginning from a lot of these people it's like all right well old people are gonna die anyway so why should we stop the economy for them i'm gonna just end it off on on this note my final Happy. thoughts yeah so those people that are saying like you know like you know people are gonna die anyway let's get the economy back going they're the same people matter these people for saying black lives matter and responding that all lives matter but apparently somebody's lying and that's our show guys <laughs> hey hey you know next time we're gonna end with uh we're gonna watch an old cartoon and we're gonna have fun at the end <laughs> yeah just bullshit at the end maybe we'll introduce some more uh, funny things but i had a great time uh 
great time talking about serious stuff, though. You know, it's not that, you know, I'm just um, standing of the week. It's Friday. Yeah, I mean, and, pe- and people could tell from, like, our, our, you know, past content, like, you know, this show ain't, this show isn't, like, all heavy. You yeah, know, but just some of the subject matter it just gets there, and that's just the 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 way uh, the world is yeah. now. Unfortunately, you know. But um, I could picture too much sensitivity, honestly, going on. You yeah, me. so like me, yeah. all three of us could been hanging out um, at, at a place to eat, or we can be literally just like hanging out at like the cell bears line. We can bullshit and talk, and um, it's good just to be able to talk to each other and. Uh, not have any walls, barriers, and just talk about how we feel, and then we can respect each other. And um, I think that's what's most important right now in this situation. We'll see how it goes in the in the coming weeks and months. But we're gonna be here. We're gonna be talking uh, at least twice a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So twice a week we'll be talking about current because there's we can talk about things twenty four seven. We go crazy on these freaking on Twitter. The trending. I had a good time. Uh, Joel, thank you so much for coming here. No problem. I'm sure that you guys are going to have a... Anytime. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are going to be having your own things too and I'll be doing other things and uh, we can all... Yeah, because we we are employed. (laughs) Hey, I'm next. (laughs) I'm next, all right? Because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. But all right, guys, I I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your time and thank you so much for having me with your uh, conversation and discussion. And this was Shug Me the Mooney. Shug Me the Mooney. Shug Me the Mooney. And Joel. And Joel. <laughs>